Welcome everyone to Hikes Peak, a Mountain West Connection podcast. I'm your host, Jack Thompson. In this episode, we'll go over each team's projected win total courtesy of DraftKings, as well as their SP Plus ranking. Real quick, since this is our first episode, you can expect a new episode every Tuesday from us. We'll get through the offseason together and we'll be here for the in-season as well, rest assured. Now let's get right into it. We'll go in alphabetical order, so that takes us to Colorado Springs with Troy Calhoun and the Air Force Falcons. DraftKings has their over-under set at 8.5 wins, and SP Plus has them ranked 81st overall, 122nd in offense, and 33rd in defense. The offense is going to take a bit of time to come back to normal. Obviously, Brad Roberts graduated, Hazik Daniels transferred, so it looks like Jensen Jones will be QB number one, but John Lee Eldridge III is going to have a breakout year. He's blazing fast, led the country in yards per carry. The offensive line also has a ton of talent with Caleb Holcomb at right tackle, center Thor Pagley along, left guard Wesley and Dago. Of course, they are going to have to deal with Everett Smalley no longer being on campus. They should be fine. Troy Calhoun usually knows what he's doing offensively, although we will see who that fullback emerges as. The defense has no real holes. They should be one of the conference's best units. They have two starty tackles in Peyton Zadroyak and Jaden Thiergood. Spur Camby Goff, who kind of goes between that linebacker and safety role. He's going to be very productive and defensive backs Michael Mack II and Trey Taylor also expected to have very big years. If I had to lean one way, I think I would pick Air Force to win more than eight and a half games because Troy Calhoun has shown that no matter who is in his backfield, he's going to get that offense to produce and the schedule isn't too hard. Their hardest games are going to be coming in the conference. Obviously, Army and Navy will be big matchups, but those are teams that honestly, they are better than at least on paper. As long as the rest of that offense sorts itself out, Air Force should be very good this year. Next up, it's Boise State with Andy Avalos at the helm. DraftKings has their over-under number set at 9 wins, and their SP Plus rankings are 62nd overall, 70th in offense, and 57th in defense. Despite the success last year, this team has really only scratched the surface of what they are capable of, especially in the running game. Taylor Green with a full season as QB number one, he's going to be incredible to watch. If George Holani can have a second straight healthy season, he'll be one of the conference's best backs, and Ashton GNT, of course, broke onto the scene as a freshman, and he will be incredible to watch as that one-two punch. One-two-three punch, if we're being honest, if you include Taylor Green, this is going to be a handful for defenses to take care of. And it doesn't stop there with the wide receiver room. Honestly, might be the deepest in the entire conference. You have Latrell Caples, Billy Bowens, Eric McAllister, and Stephen Cops. That's four guys that could really be an all-Mountain West honoree at the end of the season if one of them breaks out. The offensive line is a bit of a question mark. They're going to be starting quite a few underclassmen. Kate Beresford will be locking it down at left tackle, but there are definitely some concerns, especially at who is going to be starting at right tackle. I believe right now it's Nathan Cardona, but that could change. Defensively, this is a very solid group. The front seven has a lot of talent, although the production of D-tackle Herbert Gums is certainly going to be key. They have a great group of corners with Kawanohi Kaniho, Markel Reed, and Sayola Depot, who all of those guys could be all Mountain West honorees at the end of the season, and they will need someone to fill the void that J.L. Skinner did leave at 
safety. But other than that, this is going to be a very rock solid defense. It is going to be an uphill battle for the Broncos to get to nine wins because of their insane start of the year. They have at Washington in Seattle week one. Then they get a home game against UCF, their first ever matchup since they joined the Big 12. And then in week four, you're at San Diego State for a game that's going to have even more emotion than usual. And then at Memphis in week five, it's just a brutal beginning of the season. And obviously, if they come out of that stretch, you know, with one loss or no losses, this is a team that really could be crashing the CFP party if they went out. I mean, let's let's be real. But it's also equally possible that they come out one and four. And then the only way they get above nine wins is if they run the table a la Fresno State last year after Jake Hayner came back. I'm going to go with over nine wins. I think if Taylor Green can take the next step as a passer, that offense is going to be so hard to stop, especially with how deep that wide receiver room is. We know how good they are going to be at running the ball. And yes, as brutal as that beginning of the season is, I think they'll pick up a win or two between Memphis, UCF, and Washington. They may not get all three. That's kind of a big ask. Next in line, back to Colorado, this time in Fort Collins, where Colorado State and Jay Norvell are waiting. DraftKings has their over-under set at four and a half wins. The SP Plus rankings are 118th overall, 127th in offense, and 77th in defense. Offensively, the Rams live and die by the pass, so Clay Millen's development is going to be very key for this season. Their wide receivers are obviously incredible. Torrey Horton, one of the country's best wideouts. Justin Ross Simmons, who had a phenomenal freshman year. They also have Dylan Goffney and Dolan Halker as transfer help. The offensive line should be much improved from last year. They picked up three very solid transfers that I'm very high on, and then Jacob Gardner, the veteran, gets to move back to center, so that's another big boost. The only real problem with the offense is going to be the running back room. Obviously, Avery Morrow is not doing team activities currently, so that leaves North Dakota State transfer Kobe Johnson and Juco transfer KJ Edwards. One of those guys is going to have to pick up the bulk of the load, and we'll see how this offensive line can carry this team, because the offensive line, if they're as good as I think they are that is a very good offense that can really carry them to a lot of wins certainly more than four and a half but if those transfers don't work out and the offensive line is a bit of a weakness it could fall apart quickly defensively there's a lot of talent on this team Mohamed Kamara leads a very deep defensive line unit that also picked up some transfers to help them the linebacking core has talent albeit a bit thin Trey Pastor a Cal transfer Drew Kulik is also going to be very good once he comes back healthy but if he isn't healthy it's going to be an uphill battle battle. The secondary is honestly one of the best groups in the entire Mountain West. You have Chagosi Anusium as one of the most solid corners in the league. Then you have Jack Howell, one of the best safeties in the league. And then Aiden Hector, who is one of the better slot corners in the league. I'm leaning towards going over four and a half wins. I think the Rams have so much talent, just too much talent for them not to get to five wins. And honestly, I would expect them to be in a bowl game as well. Now let's go to Fresno State with Jeff Tedford. <laughs> DraftKings set their win total at seven and a half wins, and the SP Plus has them 68th overall in 85th in offense and 58th in defense. Offensively, there's a lot of questions at the skill positions. Mikey Keene coming in from UCF, who hopes to be the Jake Hayner successor. I think he's going to do a very solid job if he can stay healthy. Malik Sherrod is a very solid running back, and Eric Brooks is one of the better slot receivers in the conference, but outside of that, we really don't know what these skill positions are going to look like for Fresno 
Fresno State, and that's probably going to be an issue. I just don't know how much offense they're going to be able to produce with just those three guys, especially with Malik Sherrod and Eric Brooks being a bit undersized. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if your only weapons are undersized, that's certainly something you can game plan against. The offensive line should be one of the best in the conference. Jacob Spomer at center, Mose Vavao at right guard. This is going to be a experienced and very good unit for Mikey Keene to get his bearings about him in the Mountain West. Defensively, the front seven has a lot of experience and talent. Johnny Hudson Jr. at D-tackle, Devo Bridges at linebacker. They have a pair of phenomenal middle linebackers in Lavelle Bailey and Malachi Langley. And of course, Cam Lockridge, one of the best corners in the entire country. Other than that, though, the secondary is pretty light and Cam Lockridge is only one guy. He can only lock up one side of the field, so they'll need to figure that out. They go into West Lafayette in week one to play Purdue, and then they also have a road game against Arizona State in week three. So those are very big matchups that will tell us a lot about this new Fresno State offense. But I think I'm going to lean under on the seven and a half just because I think that's a lot to ask of a brand new offense that's overturning so much. I don't know if they're going to be able to produce enough points to get to eight wins. Next up, we're going all the way to Hawaii with Timmy Chang. DraftKings has their over-under set at three and a half wins. SP Plus has them ranked 124th overall, 114th in offense, and 119th in defense. The offense going back to the run and shoot will be run by Braden Shager, who needs to improve his decision-making ability, but he's got a lot of athleticism and talent. Running back Tylen Hines should be one of the best running backs in the conference. Wide receiver core has potential, but they haven't really put it all together. Jalen Walthall burst onto the scene last year. Jonah Pinoke, he's only played about 13 games in his four years at Hawaii, but when he's on the field, he's been incredible. The offensive line will have four new starters, which is obviously not ideal, but in the middle, you do have Iliki Tanuvasa, who is one of the better centers in the Mountain West. Defensively, this team will need to take a big step forward if they want to win more than three and a half games. It was one of their bigger weaknesses last year. The front seven has talent like D-tackle John Tui Tupau and linebacker Logan Taylor, but they will need more guys other than that to excel. Stars in the secondary definitely going to have to carry that group cam stone the corner coming over from wyoming one of the better corners we saw last year and peter manuma who was one of the best safeties in the entire mountain west is just a freshman it's a rough non-conference for the rainbow warriors with vanderbilt stanford and oregon two of those being on the road and then once you get into mountain west play there's definitely a couple more games that they could win but i think it's just going to be a lot to ask for this team to get above four wins we will see obviously maybe Timmy Chang is really going to get them to lock in with the run and shoot and they'll get, make a bowl game which would be incredible but I think I feel more comfortable saying that they'll win less than three and a half games now let's go to Reno to see Nevada with Ken Wilson at the helm <laughs> DraftKings has their win total set at two and a half wins. SP Plus has them ranked 113th overall, 119th in offense, and 95th in defense. The backfield's been revitalized with transfers. The quarterback will be Brendan Lewis, who started in 2021 at Colorado, and Sean Dollars, who was a very highly touted prospect when he recruited to Oregon. You got some other really talented guys on this team. Dalevon Campbell is a stud. Kaleki Latu, the transfer tight end from Cal, is a lot of potential, but 
But other than that, they're going to need other guys to step up. The offensive line also has potential, but is a little bit unproven. Isaiah World started a bunch of games as a true freshman, but didn't grade out too well. Andrew Madrigal, another young guy that's going to need to help carry that offensive line. Just a lot of question marks, and it's going to be really interesting to see how this all comes together on the field. The front seven will be the strength of their defense. D-tackle James Hansen leads the front line, and then linebacker Drew Watts, who burst onto the scene last year as a true freshman, will lead the linebackers. But outside of those two guys, depth is going to be an issue, especially if some of those guys get hurt. And they're going to have five new starters in the secondary, so that's definitely going to be a bit of a hassle to get through. I'm going to take a risk here, and I'm going to say Nevada wins more than two and a half games. Obviously, the beginning of their season is rough with at USC, and then you also have Kansas. But I think that they're going to be able to figure out a way to win three games here. You know, you have Idaho in week two, Texas State, who they beat last year, and then if you throw in a Mountain West win somewhere in the mix between, you know, UNLV, New Mexico, Hawaii, somewhere in there, I think that they could get to three wins, although it is a bit of an uphill battle. Can't wait to see how this team looks when it all comes together. Next up, we're going down to New Mexico in Albuquerque with coach Danny Gonzalez. DraftKings has their over-under set at four wins. SP Plus has them ranked 132nd, second to last, 129th offensively, and 107th in defense. The Lobos are going to be relying on transfers a lot in their offense. Dylan Hopkins coming in from UAB, also the offensive coordinator Brian Vincent, the former UAB interim head coach, will be there with him as well. And then they also got a big wide receiver pickup in Desna Washington, who was a JUCO player of the year in Iowa. Christian Washington will be running back number one he is going to have to have a good year. The offensive line sneakily is going to be one of the best units in the entire conference. J.C. Davis, one of the better left tackles in the country. C.J. James, a very solid center. Left guard is going to be a very big issue, but other than that, this is going to be a very solid offensive line unit. The defensive line and linebackers will have completely new starters, but the secondary is going to be the strength of this team. Dante Martin and Tavion Combs are all Mountain West caliber, and they did pick up TCU transfer Darko Perkins McAllister, who should be one of the better safeties in the league, if he can excel to his potential. For Danny Gonzalez's sake, I hope they get above four wins, but I just don't know if I see it happening. It's weird that in year four of a rebuild, there would be so much thin parts of this team, and especially if Dylan Hopkins or Desna Washington doesn't go into the offense the way you expect them to, this could be a very long year for Lobos fans. But then again, maybe the offensive line can carry them, maybe that secondary can carry them, we'll have to wait and see. Now we head down to Sandy Diego State with coach Brady Hoke. DraftKings has their over-under set at 7 wins, and SP Plus has them ranked 85th overall, 110th offensively, and 56th defensively. The run game will be the strength of this offense. Jalen Maiden, when he's healthy, is one of the most dynamic runners at the quarterback position. Jalen Armstead and Keenan Kristen have a very nice thunder and lightning combo. It'll be interesting to see how they can progress this year. Passing game is definitely a question, but if Jalen Maiden can take that next step, and there are a couple solid players in the receiving core between tight end Mark Redman and Raphael Williams Jr. The transfer, Makai Shaw has also been very productive, but it's going to need more pass catchers to step up. Jalen Maiden's going to need to be more efficient this year if they want to get above seven wins. The offensive line has some peaks and valleys. Cade Bennett and Ross Ulugalu Maseli are two of the best guards in the entire conference. Brandon Crenshaw Dixon should be one of the better tackles in the league, but they are going to need to have a new starting left tackle and center Thomas Mirabel 
Bella really struggled last year. If he can't take another step, that is going to be an issue. Defensively, Garrett Fontaine is one of the better Dean linemen in the conference, but they are going to need more guys other than him to step up. The linebacking core is very talented. New Mexico transfer Cody Moon and Cooper McDonald leading the way there. And they have also have a very deep secondary with Dallas Branch and Des Malone at the corners and safety Sedarius Barfield. Love that name. Weeks three through six, we will figure out exactly what this team is made of as they have all in a row home against UCLA at Oregon State, home against Boise State, and then at Air Force. So if they can come out of that alive, then this is a team that could definitely win more than seven games. But I just don't know if I see the defense being as stout as it has been in recent years, especially with that front four being a bit in flux. And if those holes in the offensive line don't hold up, then the running game might slip as well. So I'm going to tentatively say under seven wins. But then again, this is a team that has proven they can really put it all together, especially with a very competent defense and get to double digit wins. So they may make eat my word. Not too far away. Let's go to Brent Brennan and San Jose State. DraftKings has their over-under set at five and a half wins. SP Plus has them ranked 97th overall, 97th in offense, and 93rd in defense. Chevin Cordero is one of the best quarterbacks in the entire conference. He could be an early Offensive Player of the Year candidate. Kyrie Robinson is a very solid running back, and tight end Dominic Mazzotti, when he's on the field, is phenomenal. The wide receiver core obviously going to need to replace Elijah Cooks, but they do have Justin Lockhart and Charles Ross to fill that void if they can can take that next step, then they should be fine. Offensive line is definitely a concern. You have Fernando Carmona Jr., who is very solid as a freshman, and Anthony Pardue at center. But other than that, a lot of question marks on that offensive line. We'll start with the D-line. They have a lot of experience, but not a ton of proven production, so some guys are going to need to step up there. An all-new linebacking core, so that should be a bit of a problem, but the secondary is definitely very solid. You got Kenyon Reed and Trey Jenkins, corner and safety duo there. That should be all Mountain West selections. I'm very torn on this one because while there are some depth issues on this team, especially on the defensive end, Chevin Cordero is just so good. He's so dynamic that I think I'm going to go over five and a half wins pretty much just because Chevin Cordero is awesome. He's awesome to watch. And if he's healthy, then this is definitely a team that can make a bowl game. I will say though, if Chevin Cordero gets hurt, this team is not going to be good. Now let's head down to Las Vegas for Barry Odom's first year at the helm. DraftKings has their over-under set at six wins. SP Plus has them ranked 107th overall, 98th in offense, and 109th in defense. Dynamic duo quarterback Doug Brumfield and wide receiver Ricky White, if they can both stay healthy, will surely be something to watch on the strip. Obviously, Courtney Reese should be a very solid running back one, but depth besides them is really an issue. If any of those core three go down, this is going to be a long season for that UNLV offense. The offensive line is heavily relying on transfers other than right tackle Tiger Shanks. Love that name as well. Left guard Jalen St. John from Arkansas and then Buffalo center Jack Haas. A lot of unknowns for this UNLV offense. It could be great or it could be rough. Defensively, their D-line unit has a lot of experience but no real stars. We'll have to see if somebody takes that role ahead. Solid linebacking core with returning starters Fred Tompkins and Kyle Beaudry being back. Depth behind them, definitely an issue. Secondary has a lot to prove 
improve outside of safety Jonathan Baldwin a lot of young guys that are going to need to play a lot of snaps as much as I would like to go over here because I love that trio of Courtney Reese Doug Brumfield and Ricky White I just think that the odds are that they aren't all going to stay healthy or that they won't be able to carry the team all by themselves I am going to go under six wins now across the way to Logan Utah with Utah State and Blake Anderson DraftKings has their over-under set at six wins. Their SP Plus rankings are 116th overall, 111th in offense, and 110th in defense. The offense has some pieces running back Robert Briggs. Terrell Vaughn is one of the best wide receivers in the entire conference. Quarterback Cooper Legas is going to have to take that next step if this offense is going to be productive, though. The offensive line is a lot of question marks outside of left guard Wade Meacham. Defensively, there's plenty of talent. The D-line unit's very experienced-led by Hale Motuapuaka. MJ Tafisi should be an all-league linebacker, but the depth behind him is not great. The secondary has some incredible players like cornerback Michael Anyanwu and safety Ike Larson, but behind them, the depth is quite concerning. I'm torn because obviously there are some concerns on the offensive side of the ball, but with how talented that defense is, I think I am going to take Utah State to win more than six games. And last but not least, let's go up to Laramie, Wyoming with coach Craig Bull. DraftKings has their over-under set at six and a half wins. SP Plus has them ranked 92nd overall, 121st in offense, and 62nd in defense. The running game will be the strength of this team. Obviously, they did pick up Northern Illinois transfer Harrison Whaley to be the workhorse. He should be phenomenal. And then DQ James for a nice change of pace. He's also going to be very solid. One of the best tandems in the Mountain West. Quarterback Andrew Peasley has definitely struggled. If he can take another step, that's going to be a big boost for this offense. I don't know if you should be expecting that though, Cowboy fans. The offensive line is a bit light on experience, but I think this should be a very good unit overall. Frank Crum and Noah Foafia Tulafono are two of the better linemen in the entire conference. Three's talented sophomores will be plugging into left guard, right guard, and right tack. Defensively, there's so much talent. They have arguably the best front four in the Mountain West with D tackles Cole Godbout and Jordan Bertangoli and edges Devon Harris and Braden Siders. On top of that, Easton Gibbs is one of the conference's best linebackers, and Shea Suyanoa is also a very solid back, too. The weakness is definitely the secondary. Wyatt Eckler is one of the better safeties on this team, but other than that, he's really their only proven starter, so the front seven is going to be the rock-solid part of this defense. Last season, Wyoming had a very rough go of it offensively, and they still fought their way to 7-6, and six. so I think with this revamped offense on the running side and with how incredible that front seven is. I think they are going to win more than six and a half games. That's the end of the first ever episode of Hikes Peak. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at MWC Connection and rate us five stars wherever you're listening. Also check out the website for all your Mountain West news needs www.mwcconnection.com Come back next Tuesday for a brand new episode on a brand new topic. Until then, I'm Jack Thompson. See you next time.